0: Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and today I am so thrilled to be joined by Oklahoma's 2022 Mother of the Year, Robin Sunday Allen. Thank you so much for joining me today, Robin.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honored to be here.
0: Well, I am so excited for me and for our listeners to get to know you better today. Before we start, I want to share a little bit of biographical information about you. Robin was named Oklahoma's 2022 Mother of the Year by American Mothers, Inc. Robin currently serves as the Chief Executive Officer for the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic, where she began her career as an RN and became the Director of Nursing shortly thereafter. She was promoted to the Chief Operating Officer position in 2001, and most recently appointed as the CEO in 2009. Robin is currently on the Board of Directors for the National Council of Urban Indian Health, Oklahoma Quality Foundation, and New View Oklahoma. Robin has been recognized for her work and leadership with the Oklahoma—oh my gosh! (laughs) it must be the end of the week robin
1: it's the this the end of the so day this. end of the week
0: all the things you've got me thinking about kindergarten graduation right i derailed you no that's no not at all all right i'm gonna start that sentence over again robin has been recognized for her work and leadership with the indian health services lifetime achievement award luana reyes leadership award The journal records 50 Making a Difference Woman of the Year honoree and Most Admired CEO honoree, and was inducted as the first ever CEO in Oklahoma's Circle of Excellence. She's a member of the Cherokee Nation, and Robin is married to Russell, and together they have one son. Robin, I'll start with a very obvious question first. What was it like to find out that you were named Oklahoma's 2022 Mother of the Year?
1: I was really shocked. I mean, they there are so many deserving women in Oklahoma that you know could be named Mother of the Year. I know my own mother could be named Mother of the Year every year. And so when I got the call, I was really taken back. And I thought, wow, is this real? And so I went inside and told my son, who was 17 at the time, guess what? <laughs> said, I'm Oklahoma's mother of the year. And he said, you're welcome. And so then it, then it, it humbled me real fast, really fast. So that's the good thing about having a teenage son. Um, because I, at the end of the day, I will call myself before this actually happened. I would call myself mother of the year when I would screw up around the house. So, too. you know, if I burned dinner or Notice that we had eaten takeout all five days out of the week. And you know, I'd be like, well, Mother of the year just didn't feel like cooking this week. So, <laughs> anyway, he had gotten used to me calling myself that. But then when I actually got the news, I was very taken back, but really honored and humbled again, because there are so many deserving women um that are CEOs of their house and, you know, do everything. Uh, with multiple children and you know I have one so just want to say that I hope in some respect that I can just give honor to all of the mothers in Oklahoma in the um, title and award that I have been given as Oklahoma mother of the year but it certainly is just a testament to all the wonderful mothers in Oklahoma.
0: I love that. I love the relatability and and I love love your vision for hoping that other moms can maybe see themselves in you and the work that you do as as a wife, as a mom and in your career um, and feel empowered also. You had the opportunity to attend the National American Mothers Convention earlier this year to meet moms from all across the country. Was there anything specific about that experience that was particularly inspiring for you?
1: It was all inspiring just because I got to hear the bios of all the ladies from the 50 states and and Puerto Rico as well. And there are so many amazing ladies out there, moms who do it all. You know, whether they're stay at home moms, working moms, but just juggling life and doing it with such grace um, and beauty and just remembering that we too are human. Um, And so we talked a lot about remembering ourselves in this journey that we're on as mothers and to give ourselves grace and to build each other up as moms, because it's not an easy job. We, we you know, you and I know that uh, it's probably the hardest job that we will ever have. I know even running an organization, nothing compares to being a mother. And it was nice to have that camaraderie amongst the other ladies that were in the room, because that was kind of the common thread. I
0: love that. And you're right. We, we need each other on this journey and we've got to be each other's uh, cheerleaders along the way. We've got to be in this together for sure.
1: You're absolutely right. And we need each other. We need to be able to bounce off you know, ideas. There's not a book. There's not a book that comes with motherhood. So it's trial and error. And that's exactly right. Just what you said. We have to be there for each other because it truly is just a unique experience every day.
0: Absolutely. Um, you, in raising your son, who is, has graduated high school and is going on to college, it's a bittersweet time for you as a mom. When you look back, um, I'm going to say so far, because you still have mothering to do after, after they leave home, right? The journey right. is not over.
1: But oh, I know. I call my mother every day
0: on my way here. home. For, yes, yes. I still need my mom to mother me. Oh, oh I need my, my mom. mom.
1: That's exactly right.
0: But in looking back on the journey so far to get him to the point he's at now, what do you feel like have been your top values or your top philosophies as a mom?
1: I really have wanted him to feel loved no matter what. And I know that that might sound cliche, but the one thing that I've always told him is you're going to make mistakes, you're human. And I'm going to love you through those mistakes. And even if you and I don't agree on everything, that's okay. You're your own person. You are uh, an independent person. I have raised him to be independent. And yesterday when I told him I was doing this interview, I asked him, I said, what do you think my, my parenting philosophy has been? And he said, you've given me space. And you allowed me to make mistakes, but to know that it's okay. And then I can come to you with those mistakes and know that we're going to be able to talk through it. And so again, I think just at the end of the day, I respect him. And I have even, you know, as a child and knowing that, yes, my job was to set boundaries and to Rear him into being a respectable person, but at the same time, I wanted him to know I respect him as a young man.
0: That is so powerful and I think just an incredible gift to give kids in today's world kind of in the comparison culture and where I think more than ever kids feel like they can't make mistakes. Um, so I love that. And uh, I'm, I'm taking that in um, and, and hoping too that I can, I can be that for my kids. So I love that you can look back and that he can look back too and see that in the way he was raised. That is really beautiful. Switching gears to your career. I understand that you knew you wanted to work for the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic from the time you were a child. Tell me more about what inspired your career in healthcare and specifically made you want to work for the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic.
1: Well, I didn't know necessarily I wanted to work at the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic uh, until I was in nursing school. I knew I wanted to work in Indian Health. That was always something that I aspired to do. And the reason is because my family were consumers of Indian Health. So growing up, I was born in a, in a federal Indian Health Service facility, um, as were many of most, probably 95, 96% of our family um, over multi-generations. Like my grandparents were born in a federal facility, my, my mother, myself, uh, and my niece. And so it, multi-generation. And so just knowing that the system often, times catches heat um, as not the best healthcare system. I beg to differ. It is not a broken system at all. It is incredibly underfunded, but the people that work in Indian Health uh, for the most part are the most incredible professionals that you will come in contact with. They deliver excellent health care and I just knew that I wanted to be a part of that and in, in some small fraction even improve on that and try to make wherever I landed, and thankfully I've landed at the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic, to make it the best that it can be because I truly believe Indigenous people deserve the very best healthcare, And so to be able to play a small part of that is really what I think is my calling. Um, and so that's why I started my career here. I hope to retire from here just because I think I have the best job in the world.
0: I love that. And that's a great feeling to go to work every day, feeling, feeling that feeling. And I um, can say wholeheartedly personal experience and family experience with the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic. I've always been nothing but impressed, like you said, with all the professionals I've come in contact with, um, and the level of care. So, um, Kudos well, to thank you. you for
1: that. <laughs> we will take it. So, thank you. Yes, so it's incredible. The, the best thing about the clinic is definitely the human capital that we have here.
0: Absolutely. Um, and thinking back on the past two years, it's been hard on so many people in our community, but um, my heart specifically goes out to all of you working in the healthcare profession. What has made you especially proud of the way your team at the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic has navigated the pandemic?
1: Our staff really rallied together and not only wanted to provide services to our native patients, but extend it outside of our four walls. Our pharmacy team worked with our public health team and our physicians and doctors and said, you know, we're going to immunize and we're going to go out into the community to do it. We're going to get vaccinations to everyone that wants them and really targeting some marginalized and underrepresented communities. And so that was the staff did that and they said, these are where this is where we're going. We're going to mobilize and not expect people just to come to the clinic to get their. COVID vaccines. So I was incredibly proud of them to see the need in the community and that they could fill that hole. And then just the day to day, not only trying to navigate, you know, this new thing of becoming teachers at home, having to work from home, seeing patients like you and I are doing this interview now through a screen while they had been trained, we've been trained to touch patients. And you know have them in the same room and then to pivot to a different platform and our not only of our have our patients having to trust us but the providers having to trust themselves that they were going to deliver excellent health care because that is our mission statement here is that we will provide excellent health care to american indians and so to be able to do that in a different platform and take the services to the patients and to continue on to be able to provide excellent healthcare without being face-to-face was just a testament to our team here and that they truly saw the need and that they were going to have to pivot and they did. And all that while juggling the home life and again becoming teachers at home and working from home and they did it just they were just have been amazing and you know here we are two years in we just got our staff out of n95s two weeks ago so they were wearing n95s up until two weeks ago and we switched to surgical mask and they did that I mean, when other healthcare systems were no longer wearing the N95s and our staff because we wanted to keep them safe because COVID has been rampant in Indian health and knowing that we wanted to keep our population safe and they did it and, you know, and just continued to rally and just continue the fight and and they've just been tremendous.
0: And I would say fortunate also to have leadership that under has understood through this that they're not just employees; they are moms and dads, and um, like you said, navigating family life and kids at home and virtual school and all of that too. Um, I think that's that's fortunate all the way around that you guys have built such um, such a community with each other. Um, that really cares for your people holistically, not just as an employee.
1: Well, thank you for pointing that out. Because again, we realize, I mean, it doesn't stop from eight to five. I mean, this is a portion of their life, but their real life involves everything that comes with being a mother, a spouse, a sister, a brother, a caregiver, you know, the breadwinner for the family. I mean, so they have all of these hats that they wear. And so just remembering that this is, this is a slice of the pie and we need to take care of them mother here. Love that.
0: So what is your long-term vision for how your work and the work of the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic will continue to affect positive change for healthcare for indigenous people, and for our society as a whole.
1: I really want the next generation to know that they don't have to have as much chronic disease as the previous generations. Indian people are a sick population. When you look at any chronic disease, you're always going to see natives at the top of that chart, unfortunately, whether it be cancer, diabetes, obesity, mental health, substance abuse. I mean, everything. Unfortunately, our population, they're very ill. So my hope is that we can continue our focus on preventative care and we have shifted our model. We know there's chronic disease in our community. We know that. But we also have shifted to a preventative approach to continue to offer a preventative services and really targeting that population 18 and under to keep them well. And so that hopefully changing the trajectory of Indian people being a sick population and then hoping that this next generation will take what we've learned and incorporate that so that we can change and hopefully change the health outcomes for for the next generations to come. That's really my vision.
0: And that's a powerful one. That's, um, that's exciting to, to think about. And I, you know, I feel like as an outsider looking in, I feel like um, you and your team are doing that. I mean, you are in the midst of that work right now. That's exciting to see.
1: Yeah, your- I hope so. I mean, I, I believe that. I truly believe that we are changing lives. When I look at the top 10 diagnoses that we see over the years, eight out of 10 of them are preventative care. So they're the, the mammograms, the immunizations, the pap smears, this health screenings that we do. And so that makes me so happy that we've gone from looking at chronic disease to now when we see patients, we are truly doing preventative health care on them.
0: That's exciting. Um... In addition to your career and your family life, as we talked about in the intro, you have been very committed to serving the community through volunteer roles, through board roles. Why has that been such an important part of who you are?
1: It's important for me to give back. The community has been so good to me and continues to be good to our Oklahoma City Indian Clinic, and I want to make a difference in the community as well. I feel like the Indigenous voice needs to be at the table. And so I'm happy to carry that voice into other organizations and to remember that we need to be there. There is a space for Indigenous people and I hope that I can fill that space.
0: I love that. You have a demanding career. You're dedicated to your community. You're of course dedicated to your family how do you make time for yourself?
1: Every day or at least five days a week, I carve out an hour and I work out. So my, my medicine is I like to lift weights. And so thankfully we have an on-site wellness center. And if I can't make it over there, I just shut my door and I keep some weights in my, in my office, but that's, that's my time. That's the time that I carve out for myself and I just make time to do it. And because it's good medicine for me and I feel like I become a better CEO um, with that break sometime in the day. And I have, that's my balance. You know, everybody needs a work-life balance, but that's where I find my happy place.
0: And that's an important message for all of us who are moms, for all of us who are working moms to hear is that the CEO of an important company in Oklahoma City telling us, take an hour for yourself every day, and that will make us better. I think it's hard to do that oftentimes in the busyness of life. Um, So it's important, I think, for us to hear, like you said earlier, from other moms that we can and we should make time for ourselves.
1: You have to. I mean, our kids don't need a perfect mom, but they need a happy mom and they need a healthy mom. And so it's our opportunity to invest in ourselves to be that happy, healthy mom.
0: Robin, what is the most important message of encouragement or empowerment you want other moms to hear from you today, in addition to taking some time for themselves?
1: Give yourself some grace. Hmm. You do not have to be perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect mom. We're all going to make mistakes. We're human. And I apologize to my son often because I'll lose it. I i am short or I lose my temper or whatever it may be. And I apologize to him and tell him, you know, I've had a bad day or, you know, I'm just very forthcoming. Give yourself some grace. Remind yourself that you're not perfect and that's okay. It's okay not to be okay. Just find your center, work your way back and do the best that you can.
0: We all need to hear that. So thank you so much for that. That's such an important reminder for all of us. As we wrap up our conversation today, Robin, whether it's at home, at work, or out in the community, what is giving you hope right now?
1: Our next generation. I have had the opportunity to work with youth um, through a youth leadership exchange, which is the youth part of Leadership Oklahoma City for the past five years and have met some incredible, incredible young people. And we often hear about this next generation and that they're somehow, I don't know, subpar. They are not, they are brilliant. And what I love most about them is they are inclusive. And they really want a more inclusive and diverse uh, community. And I love them for that. And so that gives me hope.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I feel very, very hopeful when I see the next generation and the way I know that they're gonna lead the rest of us forward, that's powerful. Thank you, Robin, so much for joining me today for all the ways that you are making such a tremendous difference in our community. Congratulations again on being named Oklahoma's 2022 Mother of the Year. I am so proud to have you representing moms in our state.
1: Oh, thank you, Erin. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time with me today.
0: Absolutely. This has been um, the encouragement and empowerment that I needed, and I know that our listeners need right now in their lives as well. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.